0: Israel, and the world. Shalom Aleichem, peace to you, and bless the name of the Lord, Baruch Hashem. Honey, God bless you today. It's such an awesome blessing for me to have you as my partner in life, to be able to warfare together, to be able to hold yes. each other up. Yes. And maybe you could just pray today for all our viewers that are married, just mm-hmm. that God would strengthen their marriages, yeah. make their hearts pliable so that we can put our spouse even in a place in our life that's higher than ourselves. Right. But Why don't you just pray right. today for everyone that's married? Amen. Lord, I thank you for each of your couples that are out there today, Lord, that you have called and and you've put them together, Lord. Once once we make that vow to you, Father. It's a vow that you honor when we vow to one another to be a husband and a wife. And so I thank you, Yahweh God, that you just anoint your couples out there today. You anoint them with the gift of grace and love, unconditional love for one another that's beyond this realm, Father, that this would be the unity, the bonding together in your name to all your married couples today. Amen, and we bless our singles today. Paul said he was glad that he was single. He said, it's better to be single than be married because he could give himself completely to the Lord. So whether you're married or single, God's blessing is on your life today. We love you, God bless you. And from all the staff here at Discovering the Jewish Shias, we say to you, God bless you and Shalom. Shalom alakem, beloved one. We bring you peace today in the name of Messiah Yeshua. Welcome to Season 3 of Messianic Prophecy. This is the fourth episode in Season 3. I really want to encourage you, go get the entire season, Season one, two, three, any future episodes I do, on our website, DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com. This is really important stuff, because we need to be grounded in the soil of God's Word. And when we see how Messiah Yeshua is the only one that has ever lived or will ever live that qualifies to be the Messiah, it will root us and ground us in a culture today that no longer, by and large, is staying on track with the true biblical faith that was laid down once and for all. You know, the Apostle Paul said, in the last days, many will depart from the faith. And he said, if anyone comes preaching a different gospel than the one that I've preached, let him be accursed. But today what we're finding is that the culture has so compromised the truth that people can no longer tell the difference between the true gospel and another gospel, as Paul called it, that's being preached. So we need to be rooted in God's Word. One of the fallacies that's being communicated today, even in some facets of the church, is that not everybody needs Jesus. Some parts of the church, basically, they they say they worship Jesus. They say they believe in Him, but they think, who am I to push my faith in Yeshua on somebody else? We respect all religions. If they really believed what the Bible had to say, where Jesus, for example, said, unless you believe that I am He, you will die in your sins... If people really believed that, they would understand they do need to tell others about Jesus, that not every way does lead to heaven. Jesus said, the way is straight and narrow that leads to life, and few there be that find it. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. And so... Understanding messianic prophecy and getting your faith rooted in it will help you to stay founded and grounded in the faith that was once and for all delivered to the saints. Before I move forward, beloved ones, today and give another predictive prophecy, I want to share with you one final point about all this. The scriptures tell us that in the last days, Jesus himself said this about the last days before his return. He said, Things will become so dark, he said, that if it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived. How do you keep from being deceived? You keep from being deceived by being rooted in the written word of God. And so this is why it's important to understand messianic prophecy. And why Jesus is the only Messiah, the only Savior that has ever lived or ever will live. And by understanding that what He said is the truth, and the truth is not determined by what the culture says. The truth truth is not determined by what people around us are saying. The truth is determined, beloved, by the Word of God. So let's continue today. We're talking about Messianic prophecy and how Jesus alone qualifies as the Messiah. Last week, we talked about how the scriptures told us that the Messiah would come through the bloodline of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and then through Jacob's son, Judah, who became the head of the tribe of Judah. In fact, today, what we call the Jewish people are primarily descendants from only two of the original 12 tribes. The tribe of Judah is the largest, and the tribe of Benjamin. So when you meet a Jewish person today, generally speaking, they're either from the tribe of Judah or the tribe of Benjamin, who composed the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom was basically lost. We call them now the ten lost tribes. So Messiah was to come through the tribe of Judah. And this is where we get the word Jew from today. So just to educate you, when you speak of a Jewish person, uh, you know, you're not speaking of 10 of the 12 tribes, generally speaking. A Jewish person has become symbolic of Israel, but predominantly Jewish people today are from the tribe of Judah, and then a smaller portion of them from the tribe of Benjamin. Now, that's what we covered last week. We're going to take this further down the trail today when we look to Messianic prophecy to determine the line that Messiah would come into the world from. And as we continue down the tribe of Judah, we find that there's a specific individual in the line of Judah through whom Messiah would come. And this is the character, the patriarch, the great king of Israel, David Melech, David. Let's read what we uh, find here, the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33, verse 14 and 15, as it relates to David and the Messiah coming forth through his bloodline. Behold, Jeremiah is writing, days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good word which I have spoken concerning the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Again, Israel is the northern kingdom and Judah was the southern kingdom. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch of David to spring forth. And he shall execute justice and righteousness on the earth. Jeremiah wrote a lot about the new covenant, about what would happen when Messiah came, how Messiah would come in and usher in a new covenant, how God would circumcise our hearts through Messiah in this new covenant. And he said that this new covenant would be executed and inaugurated through someone that came through David's bloodline. And when, when this came, uh, one came forth, he would execute justice and righteousness on the earth. Jesus himself said he was the offspring of David. Let me continue, though, before I look to Jesus' words. Let's look at what Ezekiel had to say. Ezekiel chapter 34, verses number 23 and 24. Then I will set over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will feed them. He will feed them himself and be their shepherd, and I, the Lord, will be their God. And my servant David will be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. Now let's put this in perspective here. When Ezekiel wrote this, David, who the Hebrew Bible writes about in the prophetic writings and the other writings of scriptures, the, the, the king of Israel, David, had already lived and died. David, who was king of Israel thousands of years ago, he was gone. And so Ezekiel is writing after David has passed away. So who is Ezekiel referring to when he says this? Once again, Ezekiel's writing, Ezekiel is living after David, the king of Israel, had passed away. And so listen to what Ezekiel said. Then I will set over them one shepherd, my servant David. But remember, David had already passed away. And he will feed them. He will feed them himself and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God. And my servant David will be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. So who is Ezekiel referring to? Is he referring to the ancient king of Israel? Uh, uh, who who brought forth Solomon, is he referring to that David that's going to reign over his people? Is he coming back? Is he going to be reincarnated? No. What Ezekiel was writing about here was Yeshua who identifies himself as David's offspring. So listen what Jesus himself said in Revelation 22. He said, I, Jesus has sent my angel to testify to you these things for the churches. He's speaking about his return. And he said, I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright and morning star. And so Ezekiel here is using David as a code word for the Messiah. Yeshua came through David Melech, the ancient king of Israel, through his bloodline. David was a type of Messiah, but Yeshua himself takes on the prophetic mantle. In other words, David Melech, the ancient king of Israel, he ruled Israel. But Jesus takes on the fullness of that mantle by becoming Israel's divine king forever. This is why Yeshua said, I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright and morning star. And so Ezekiel was referring to this coming person of David who is Yeshua himself. That's why I was saying earlier, sometimes messianic prophecy is more art than science and more music than math, and we have to understand the heart that was being moved by inspiration of the Ruach HaKodesh that was writing it. Yeshua fulfills Israel's history. Even as David was a king of Israel ruling the nation, so that prophetic mantle of kingship ultimately rest upon Jesus. And that's why Ezekiel was saying that David's going to come and he's going to rule my people forever. Remember, King David of ancient Israel had already passed away. Ezekiel wasn't talking about him being reincarnated. He was pointing to the future of Yeshua who said in Revelation 22, I am coming and I am the offspring of David. I'm the one that Ezekiel was referring to.
1: Hallelujah. Please just wave your hands and let's, let's appreciate God. The man is here, sent by God to bless your life. Please put
0: your hands and celebrate. One of the places in my teaching where we had a very unique response, was when I began to teach on the brass laver and I was sharing with the leaders there how the brass laver was actually made from the mirrors of the the women that ministered outside the doorway of the tabernacle. Every day the priest had to go wash at this brass laver when the priest came to the brass laver and they leaned over to wash themselves They saw a reflection of themselves. The prophetic insight there is that when we look at ourselves, when we see ourselves through the lens of the Holy Spirit and agree with God about what he shows us about ourselves, we're washed and cleansed. Do you use a mirror to look at somebody else? You use a mirror to look at yourself, right?
1: When he was talking about the temple, talking about the mirror. He said, stop blaming anybody. That testimony changed my pattern of thinking. It changed my life.
0: Is the teaching of Rabbi Schneider a blessing in your life? If you said yes, consider becoming one of Rabbi's monthly partners and help send him around the world spreading salvation, healing, and deliverance through on-the-ground outreaches and our worldwide television ministry. Visit rabbipartners.com or call 800-777-7835. To thank you, Rabbi would like to send you three very special partner-only DVDs, an intimate view of Rabbi's life and journey, the amazing life story of Cynthia Schneider, and a behind-the-scenes look as Rabbi travels around the world. Begin your monthly partnership today and be a part of what God is doing through discovering the Jewish Jesus. Now, it's also interesting to note, as we continue moving down, beloved, a slightly different track, that in the book of Luke, chapter number 3, Luke traces Yeshua's genealogy through David, but Luke is tracing Yeshua's genealogy through his mother, Miriam, or Mary. Why that's interesting is because in ancient Israel, genealogies were traced through the male. It was a patriarchal society. In other words, the identity of a child was determined by the father. So we have an example, for, for, for example, in the life of Moses when he married a Midianite woman that wasn't Jewish, but yet Moses' children were still Jewish because Moses was a Hebrew. Jewish isn't technically the right term. It would be Hebrew, but the identity was determined by the man. We see the same thing in uh, most of the Old Testament, most of the Hebrew Bible. The identity of the child was determined by the father. Even recently, we look at the Ethiopian Jews. There was a, uh, a tribe of people living in Ethiopia that were practicing Judaism. They claimed they were Jews, and so the nation of Israel, the state of Israel, carefully investigated this tribe living in Ethiopia as Jews. And what they determined was that this tribe in Ethiopia were actually from the tribe of Dan. And so Israel actually flew them. They took them into Israel, admitted them as citizens. Now the Ethiopian Jews themselves believe that Solomon was their ancient father, along with the Queen of Sheba. Now Sheba, the Queen of Sheba, she was not an Israelite. She was not a Jew, but Solomon was. And so, again, we have an example of the identity of the child being determined by the father. It wasn't the Queen of Sheba that determined whether these Ethiopian Jews were Jewish, it was Solomon. They believed that the state of Israel believed they were his descendants. But what we have going on right now within modern Judaism, and even in the state of Israel, is that the rabbinic courts are not determining a child's identity as to whether the uh, child was born to a Jewish father, but now they're saying it's whether the mother is Jewish that determines the identity as to whether the person is a Jew or not. And there are many different arguments as to why that is. Uh, for the record, my, both my mom and dad are Jewish. I'm 100% full Ashkenazi Jew, a descendant from Jewish people coming out of Europe. But in my view, uh, personally, I consider someone a Jew uh, biologically, as, uh, in, in, if their father or mother is Jewish, because I see uh, the evidence going both directions. But that was just a bit of a, a, a tangent I wanted to, to make a note of for, for a moment. We're getting back now to where we started on this track, and we're talking about how Yeshua came through the line of David, and we trace that to his own words in the book of Revelation, as well as to the genealogy in the book of Luke. Chapter 3, here's something interesting. Think about this. We're going to the book of Matthew, chapter number 22. This is a really interesting dialogue between Yeshua and the Pharisees that relates to David. Matthew 22, hear the word of God. Now, while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them a question What do you think about the Christ? Now again, Christ is just the Greek word for the anointed one. And since God's purpose in Yeshua was to reach the entire world, and the most common language of the world during the time that the New Testament was written was Greek, the Lord had the New Testament recorded in Greek. But the word Christ is just the equivalent of the, uh, uh, the Hebrew word Mashiach or Messiah, the anointed one. What do you think about the Messiah? What do you think about the Mashiach, the anointed one, the Christ? Whose son is he? Yeshua is asking the Pharisees. And they said to him, the son of David. Remember now, we've been focusing on Yeshua coming through the line of David. So here you see Jewish people 2,000 years ago, as they were looking for the Messiah, they understood that Messiah would come through the line of David. So let me read it again. Now while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them a question. What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? They said to him, the son of David. He said to them, how then does David in the spirit call him Lord, saying, and now he's quoting Psalm 110.1, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies beneath your feet. If David then calls him Lord, how is he his son? Do you see how Yeshua's really messing them up? Because he asked them a question. Whose son is the Messiah? They said, he's David's son. And then Yeshua quoted David in Psalm 110 as David spoke about the Messiah. And David said there, the Lord said to my Lord. So Father God said to my Lord, the Messiah, sit here until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. So Jesus said to the Pharisees, How is he David's son if David calls him his Lord? And of course, what Yeshua was pointing to here is that Yeshua is not only born of man, but he's also God incarnate, he's the Lord. And this this question so brought confusion and so so much agitated uh, and so was unanswerable to the Pharisees, the Bible says that after that they didn't answer, they didn't ask him any more questions. I mean, I'm amazed at the wisdom and the, and, and the genius of Yeshua as I read how he handled himself through the entire Brich through the entire New Testament. Well, beloved, as we close today, we've examined Yeshua's coming into the earth and how God in his mercy and faithfulness told us we could recognize him because this would be the genealogy through which he would come. The scripture tells us that there is salvation in no other name but the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, in the name of Jesus the Messiah. I want to encourage you today, beloved ones, we need to be bold in our faith for Yeshua. We're living in an age, as I've said so many times, of political correctness, where the highest ideal in our society today, is to get along with everybody. The highest ideal is to include everybody. The highest ideal is not to discriminate. The highest ideal is to get along with everybody. But the problem with that is that in order to do that, in order to be politically correct, in order to not create any waste, you have to compromise. Because the Bible said, all that desire to live godly in Christ Jesus shall be persecuted. If they persecute me, they'll persecute you. Woe to you, he said, if all men speak well of you, for thus they did with the false prophets of old, the false prophets that just tried to comfort everybody, the false prophets that just tried to make everybody feel good. No, Jesus is the only way. Messianic prophecy roots us in the fact that there's only one way, there's only one God, there's only one path that leads to salvation. And our mission on the earth right now is to seek Him, to know Him, so that we could be transformed into His likeness and beloved, to boldly proclaim Him. And when we preach Him throughout the entire world, then He shall return. Be bold and be His witness. Beloved, when I examine myself under the light of God's Spirit, I'm challenged by the life of Abraham. Abraham entered into the fullness of God's blessing by surrendering Isaac, whom the Scriptures call his only son. What a total act of surrender and sacrifice. What that teaches me is if I'm going to enter into the fullness of what God has for me, I also need to live a surrendered lifestyle. The rubber meets the road oftentimes in this area with our finances. Many of God's children are not fully surrendered to Him in the area of their finances. Beloved, let's trust Him, let's honor Him, and let's give Him what is due from the first fruits of our wealth. If the Lord is using Discovering the Jewish Years to bless you, and you feel the Holy Spirit knocking at the door of your heart to present an offering to Father God through this ministry, beloved, just be obedient. And when you do, you'll open your heart for Father to pour his blessing into your life.
1: Here's how you can donate or become a monthly partner. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, PO Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan 49228. Give by credit card at discoveringthejewishjesus.com, call 1-800-777-7835, or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have been faithful to the Lord with our finances while living. For those of you who like to remember the Lord in your finances when you go to heaven, click Will and Estate Gifts at DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com.
0: I'm on the Mount of Olives, and I want to close the broadcast today by speaking the blessing that Father God said should be spoken over his people. In the book of Numbers, chapter six, the Lord told Moses and Aaron, speak these words over my people, and I will place my name upon them and bless them. Yahweh <laughs> Ya'er er ja we pnavelle kha vi khune Lecha Isa ya lecha, lecha. shalom May Father God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord your Father lift you up by His countenance. And Father God is gonna continue His beloved child to give you His peace. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. Some of you are feeling something right now. What you're feeling is God's spirit. If you'd like to say yes to God and invite Jesus into your heart to be your Messiah, go to the Find Jesus link on my website. You can receive him as your Lord and beloved. He'll make your life brand new.
1: Today's episode concludes the series, Messianic Prophecy, Season Three. If you've enjoyed this series and would like to purchase a copy, visit our website or call the number on your screen.